0: children, and welcome to Avant-Garde Book Storytime. I'm Cherie Hardy, and today I will be reading Chapter 6 of one of my favorite children's books, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of NIMH. If you have this book, you can follow along with me. If you don't, it's quite okay. Get in a very comfortable place, get relaxed, and listen quietly to Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of NIMH, Chapter 6 this chapter is called A Favor from Jeremy. In her worry about moving day, in watching the tractor, the cat, and finally the rats, Mrs. Frisbee had forgotten that she had set out originally to get some corn for supper. Now she remembered it, so instead of continuing to her house, she turned toward the far corner of the garden and the stump at the edge of the woods beyond. She was a little tired after she dashed from the cat. So she walked slowly, feeling the warmth of the sun and the smell of the breeze. The mild breeze carrying the moist essence of early spring caused a dead leaf to flutter here and there, and across the garden near the fence, it moved something that sparkled in the sunlight. This caught the corner of Mrs. Frisbee's eye. She glanced at it, saw that it was only a bit of tin foil or aluminum foil, blown from somewhere, and she looked away again. Then, she looked back, where at that moment, a black object plummeted from the sky, and she recognized her friend Jeremy the crow. A thought crossed Mrs. Frisbee's mind. She changed direction again, and moving more quickly, ran across the earth to where Jeremy stood. He was hopping around the shiny piece of foil, eyeing it from one direction and another. What had occurred to Mrs. Frisbee was that although Jeremy was not the brightest of animals she had met, and though he was young, he knew things in places she did not, and one had to begin somewhere. As she approached him, he had picked up the foil in his beak and was spreading his wings to fly off. Wait, please, she called. He turned, folded his wings, and then replaced the foil carefully on the ground. Hello? he said you remember me of course you saved me from the cat then he added what do you think of this piece of foil mrs frisbee looked at it without much interest it's just a piece of foil she said it's not very big true but it's shiny especially when the sun strikes it just so why are you so interested in shiny things well really i'm not at least not very but i have a friend who likes them so when I see one, I pick it up. I see. That's very thoughtful. And would the friend be female? As a matter of fact, yes, she is. How did you know? Just a guess, said Mrs. Frisbee. Do you remember saying once that if I needed help, I might ask you? I do, any time. Just ask. For Jeremy, any of the crows can find me. And now, if you will excuse me, he bent over to pick up the foil again. Please don't go yet, said Mrs. Frisbee. "'I think perhaps you can help me now.' "'Ah,' said Jeremy. "'What kind of help? Are you hungry? "'I'll bring you some seeds from the barn loft. "'I know where they're stored.' "'No, thank you,' said Mrs. Frisbee. "'We have enough to eat.' And then she told him as briefly as she could about Timothy, his sickness, and the problem of moving day. Jeremy knew about moving day. Crows do not have to move, but they keep a close watch on such activities as plowing and planting so as to get their fair share of what's planted and with their sharp eyes they see the small animals leaving before the plow so he clucked sympathetically when he heard mrs Frisbee's story cocked his head to one side and thought as hard as he could or as long as he could which was about 30 seconds he closed his eyes with the effort i don't know "'What you should do,' he finally said. "'I'm sorry, but maybe I can help even so. "'At least I can tell you what we do "'when we don't know what to do. "'We, the crows, most of the birds. "'What do you do then? "'Over the way, over that way,' Jeremy nodded, "'in the direction of the deep woods "'and faraway mountains that rose beyond the fence, "'about a mile from here to There grows a very large beech tree, the biggest tree in the whole forest. Near the top of the tree, there is a hollow in the trunk. In the hollow lives an owl, who is the oldest animal in the woods, some say in the world. When we don't know what to do, we ask him. Sometimes he answers our questions, sometimes he doesn't. It depends on how he feels. Or as my father used to say, what kind of a humor he's in or possibly thought, Mrs. Frisbeek, on whether or not he knows the answer. But she did. But she said, Did you ask him then if he knows of any help for me? She did not think it likely that he would. Ah, no, Jeremy said. That won't do. That is, I could ask him, but I don't think the owl would listen. Imagine a crow come to ask ask her help for a lady mouse with a sick child. He wouldn't believe me. "'Then what's to be done?' "'What's to be done, you must go yourself,' and ask him. "'But I could never find the tree, and if I did, I don't think I could climb so high.' "'On now. That is where I can help, as I said I would. "'I will carry you there on my back, the way I did before, and home again, of course.' Mrs. Frisbee hesitated. "'It was one thing to leap on a crow's back when the cat is only three jumps away,' And coming fast but quite another to do it deliberately and to fly deep into the dark and unknown forest in short mrs frisbee was afraid then she thought of timothy and of the big steel plow blade she told herself i have no choice if there is any chance that the owl might be able to help me to advise me i must go she said to jeremy thank you very much i will go and talk to the owl if you would take me it's a great favor. It's nothing, said Jeremy. You're welcome. But we can't go now. Why not? In the daytime, when the sun is out, the owl goes deep into the hollow and sleeps. That is, they say he sleeps. But I don't believe it. How could anyone sleep so long? I think he sits in there, part of the time at least and thinks. And that's why he knows so much. But anyway, he won't speak in the daytime. Not to anyone. And that night, he's out flying, flying and hunting. I know, said Mrs. Frisbee. And that was another reason to be afraid. The time to see him is just as du- just at dusk. Then when the light gets dim, he comes to the entrance of the hollow and watches while the dark comes in. That's the time to ask him questions. I understand, said Mrs. Frisbee. Shall we go this evening? At five o'clock, Jeremy said, I'll be at your house. He picked up the piece of foil in his bill, waved goodbye, and flew off. The end. Boys and girls, that was chapter six of Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nam, written by Robert C. O'Brien and illustrated by Zena Bernstein. I hope you enjoyed this chapter. Stay tuned for the next chapter. Have a great day. Goodbye.